you know, you that's what you would do if you were trying to weaken a country, right? Um, I've also looked at who manufactures these BioNTech Pfizer injections, and BioNTech is the subsidiary of Pfizer that makes the injections. Well, there is a memorandum of understanding, meaning it's a joint venture with Fosun Pharmaceuticals, which is run by the Chinese Communist Party. And the SEC filing for BioNTech at the end of 2021 showed 100% completed tech transfer of the technology, the IP, in this bio, in this uh, mRNA injection to China. It, this is the SEC filing, our SEC. It doesn't say a Chinese individual, a Chinese company. It says to China, the country of China. Fosun Pharma has uh, developed or produced a billion doses, but China doesn't use these mRNA injections. These doses have gone to Western Europe and North America. Um, the Chinese Communist Party's front pharmacy organization, pharmaceutical organization, opened 13 manufacturing plants in Western Europe, um, and and Fosun Pharma opened two manufacturing plants in the U.S., one in Springfield, Massachusetts, near where I am right now, and one in Princeton, New Jersey. So when so the, the tech, the IP, the manufacturing, the joint venture, when you get a, a Pfizer injection now, whether it's a booster, whatever it is, right, whether they're pretending it's just like the flu shot, which is their new rollout, you're getting an injection that was formulated, developed, manufactured, distributed by our existential adversary. When uh, 234 women got pregnant, they lost their records. And of the 36 women whose records are complete, over 80% of them lost the babies. Oh. So the, the, the harms to babies, spontaneous abortion, miscarriage are out of control. And Dr. Jim Thorpe of Fetal Maternal Medicine Oh, yes, Specialist. we interview him all the time, all the time. One of our favorites. He's wonderful. He's wonderful. Well, it's his view and, and that of Dr. Chandler as well, that a lot of the horrible, horrible menstrual issues that women are experiencing, some of them are miscarriages that they're not aware of. So leaving that aside, because that's just one horrible side of the story, you rightly asked about shedding. So um, it's it's more than anecdotal. I mean, people who are unvaccinated very, very commonly feel ill now after flying in an enclosed space with a lot of vaccinated people being in a, you know, sleeping in hotel rooms where, you know, vaccinated people have, have, have been like being in close quarters. And you, you wouldn't know the mechanism through the media. But unfortunately, we do know the mechanism from the Pfizer documents and the ebook explains it. There's a report on shedding actually in the ebook. Um, so again, Pfizer defined uh, exposure to the vaccine as inhalation, skin contact, and sexual intercourse. Mm. So that means when someone is, um, it explains so much, you know, so many women said, I'm not vaccinated, but I work next to a vaccinated woman and, you know, my menstrual cycle is affected or I'm getting migraines or, you know, ill in, in various ways. Well, that, you know, if there's not good ventilation, she's taking in. Inhaling. Um, inhaling through shared breathing, which is, you know, how you transmit respiratory disease. I mean, it's... We know the White House is captured. I agree with you. Uh, the Hunter Biden laptop seems to reveal that. These drug companies, why are they doing this? Are they too captured by Chinese money? Well, in Pfizer's case, Pfizer is a Chinese 
company. I mean, it's a Chinese German company. We were told it was a cute little German company, but that's really not true. If you look at the MOU that I described earlier, um, these are not American companies. They're global companies. And, you know, in the case of at least Pfizer, it is captured by, by the Chinese Communist Party. There's no way around it. Good evening and welcome to the program. Glad you are with us. We're going to be joined tonight by none other than Dr. Naomi Wolf. And then we're going to be joined by another doctor, Dr. Simone Gold. There are a lot of allegations out there against attorney and uh, medical doctor, Dr. Simone Gold. And tonight she's going to come on Brandon House Live and address many of these things that are swirling around the Internet. And a lot of accusations have been made against her and her leadership of America's frontline doctors. And we've invited her on tonight to give her a platform to respond. So we'll have her on with us tonight. And then we'll hear also, let's see, who else do I have? I have, oh, Tom Littleton. Tom Littleton will be joining me as well. Uh, I feel like my tie is crooked. There we go. Everything's backwards on television, by the way. If you're never on television, everything's backwards. I guess like a mirror. But yeah, there you go. All right, now I feel better. All right, joining me now is Dr. Naomi Wolf. Dr. Wolf, welcome back to the broadcast. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much, Mr. Howes. I'm really happy no, to be with you. Call again. me Brandon, Naomi. Call me <laughs> yeah. Brandon. So glad to have you with us. Thank you. um, you've Thank got a brand new book out. It's, I think, like 700 pages. Um, just uh, a great service you're doing once again to the American people, for the American people. It's called Pfizer Documents Analysis Reports. It's by the War Room slash Daily Clout. So am I to gather this is a joint project between you and Steve Bannon? Um, well, it's, it's really, absolutely, he has been at the forefront of um, putting out the call for the 3,500 experts uh, from the medical and scientific fields who um, volunteered for the good of humanity to read through the Pfizer documents. And uh, sorry, I'm a little, I, I broke my shoulder. So I'm I a was wondering, I was wondering if you <laughs> had, that? oh my word. Oh, wow. That is a little be, less put together than usual. That has got to be very painful. I've had, I've had more fun experiences my, in my life. Thank you. But I, I, I try have. to think it could be worse. But um, well, And you're still soldiering on. Oh, my word. Wow. Good for you. Thank you. Well, these are important times to keep soldiering on. Indeed. Um, so these 3,500 medical experts uh, assembled, and um, they volunteered their, their time and their skill set to go through these 55,000 documents released under court order um, that the FDA wanted to keep hidden for 75 years that are the internal Pfizer documents. And uh, many of you uh, have heard kind of updates from the reports that I bring to you. I know I've spoken about them on this show um, and on other shows on this uh, channel, on this platform. Uh, but really it's very sobering because these 50 reports in this ebook are really a shocking record of a massive crime against humanity. There's no, there's no simpler way to put it, and no more honest way to put it. And um, people who really, are, you know, are worried about themselves and their symptoms. Should, I'm not a medical doctor, right? But, but many people are asking us: Is this side effect in the Pfizer documents? Is that side effect in the Pfizer documents? And at least you'll know what is really in the Pfizer documents, what the real side effects are. Um, but in addition to that, you'll understand that a war has been waged against humanity for the last two and a half years. And, um, you know, th there, there are shocking headlines ranging from 
Pfizer knew that 61 people dropped dead of stroke. Um, half of the strokes were within 48 hours after injection, and they kept going. And they did not announce stroke until two years later, as you just heard, um, as a possible side effect. Um, Pfizer knew that a month after rollout that the vaccines didn't work to stop COVID. The third most common side effect is COVID. And they talk about failure of efficacy, vaccine failure. Um, Pfizer knew that uh, 35 minors had their hearts damaged mm. within a week after mRNA injection. That's right, mRNA injection. Um, but they didn't tell the parents of America. They just kept going. And um, and, and there wasn't a press release from the government warning parents that uh, myocarditis was a possible side effect till four months later after a huge push to get teenagers and young adults vaccinated. And now we're seeing our, our young people, our healthy young people, dropping dead or injured for a lifetime from heart damage. Pfizer knew and kept going. In, in these documents, you'll see, and I know I've spoken about this on your channel, a 360 degree attack on human reproduction. Um, everything from uh, 20 different ways to dysregulate, dysregulate the female menstrual cycle. Pfizer knew they were doing that and they didn't stop. They just kept going and they deplatformed me, for instance, who tried to raise an alarm about this uh, nearly two years ago. Um, Pfizer knew that uh, polyethylene glycol was getting into vaccinated women's breast milk and causing seizures and failure to thrive in the babies of vaccinated moms. And one poor baby in the Pfizer documents is taken to the ER and dies from this polyethylene glycol, which is a petroleum byproduct. Um, Pfizer knew that uh, the lipid nanoparticles go into every organ in the body, including the ovaries and the testes, and they don't leave the body. So every time you get a, a, another injection or a booster, you're packing these um, industrial fats into your ovaries, or, and they're degrading the testes even of little baby boys in utero, little boys, so that mm. uh, they won't be able to grow up as, as kind of healthy, normal adult men. And mm. I could go on and on, but it's so shocking. I wanted to pause there um it, so it's remind our remind our audience naomi how since you know they wanted to keep this locked away for 75 years now i guess we know why right it's kind of like the kennedy assassination they don't want to tell us what happened because they will realize our government is full of a lot of people who aren't there to protect and to serve and fulfill the you know the purpose of government security protection stable life just society uh, so again, you usually, if there's a cover up, it's because of the people who want the cover up, don't want, you know, the damage they've done. Um, I used the word genocide when I was at, uh, CPAC, we had a Lindell TV booth and I was sitting at the anchor desk and I was interviewing different medical doctors and whatnot. I asked one medical doctor if he thought, I said, I think this is global genocide. Um, I think maybe for some doctors using that kind of terminology this summer, you know, they want to make sure they're not, you know, agreeing with something that's a little over the top. But by this mm -hmm. summer, I felt I had seen enough to see this is global genocide. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you agree with this being global genocide because I think you're using the term. Why do you think it's taken some medical doctors so long to realize this is mass global genocide? Well, they don't have the information that that we put together in these 500 um, highly sourced primary source document pages. So. If they're getting their information from NPR and from the CDC, you know, this book categorically shows that the CDC and the FDA and the White House have been lying to us. Um, so, it, you know, they can plead ignorance to this point. But now that this book is in the top 10 for the last week, 
for Kindle ebook nonfiction, it's going to be very hard for the medical establishment to keep um, turning away from what is absolutely a global genocide. Uh, Brandon, if I may, you know, genocide, I, I looked up the term long ago. And um, in terms of international human rights law, it's a pretty low bar. Um, this is so far beyond the legal bar for genocide. This is an attack on all of humanity, but especially because 38,000 of the 42,000 adverse events are in the United States, the next largest tranche in Western Europe, and all the other 52 countries of the world in which this was deployed combined are over only 7,000 adverse events. It is it is a, a genocide especially aimed at North America and Western Europe. Um, but it's, it's a war, I mean, it, it will just absolutely shock you. It's like looking at the abyss. It's not just a war. Genocide is narrowly defined as like, you know, trying to exterminate a people or an ethnic group. This is aimed at damaging the fertility of all of our future generations. We don't know if the children of those children born to vaccinated moms, the babies themselves with their reproductive systems degraded, will be able to have children. We don't know. And what I haven't even mentioned is that since I began warning about this and reading these reports and bringing them to the world, we now see, and this is the latest report by Dr. Chandler, who used to treat the Angels and the Lakers, a very distinguished um, uh, sports medicine physician, we're seeing a 13 to 20 percent drop in live births around the world, but especially in Western Europe, Australia, New Zealand, the United States. Um, so this this is a genocide, and I can tell you more about why I think it's a bioweapon as well. I'm oh, sure yeah. it is. Yeah, well, I, uh, I I agree with you. I agree with you. We have had many guests saying it's a bioweapon, but I'd, I think our audience would love to hear your thoughts on why you call it a bioweapon. Sure. I, I'm not using that term, Brandon, rhetorically at all. I'm using it just very literally. Um, I mean, first, you know, I come from the world of, of geopolitics. I was a political consultant to... Um, Vice President Gore and to the Clinton re-election campaign. And I've written about geopolitics and my husband was in military intelligence for 12 years and we sort of look at the world geopolitically. Uh, you know, we're, we're under, how can I put it? We're under a kind of attack from China and via the World Economic Forum. I wrote about this in my book, The Bodies of Others, um, via the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation the World Health Organization, but always with China as the as the engine, right? Um, in which in which there's a war against the West, a war against Western people. China and these globalists want North America's land. They want our water. They want our energy. They want our minerals. They don't want our populations. And so, look as a political consultant, I learned to look at events backwards. You look at what's happening, and then you ask, well, whom does that benefit? Well, um, look at what's happening. You know, who got mandated, right? Our soldiers, our sailors, our, our special operators who are so highly trained. Um, you know, who got mandated? Doctors and nurses and frontline responders. Um, who got mandated? The children of the elite. You know, I just went to Yale, my alma mater, to beg them not to inject a booster they're forcing the, the students to get boosters and they're not forcing the the administration or the president or the faculty um and this is happening at elite universities across the country the children of the elite are being forced less so um other universities um 
who else are they mandating? They're they're mandating kids in you know to go to get their educations, the next generation. So if you look at this all together, you know you that's what you would do if you were trying to weaken a country, right? Um, I've also looked at who manufactures these BioNTech Pfizer injections, and BioNTech is the subsidiary of Pfizer that makes the injections. Well. There is a memorandum of understanding, meaning it's a joint venture with Fosun Pharmaceuticals, which is run by the Chinese Communist Party. And the SEC filing for BioNTech at the end of 2021 showed 100% completed tech transfer of the technology, the IP, in this bio, in this uh, mRNA injection to China. It, this is the SEC filing, our SEC. It doesn't say a Chinese individual, a Chinese company, it says to China, the country of China. Fosun Pharma has uh, developed or produced a billion doses, but China doesn't use these mRNA injections. These doses have gone to Western Europe and North America. Um, the Chinese Communist Party's front pharmacy organization, pharmaceutical organization opened 13 manufacturing plants in Western Europe um, and and Fosun Pharma opened two manufacturing plants in the U.S., one in Springfield, Massachusetts, near where I am right now, and one in Princeton, New Jersey. So when so the, the tech, the IP, the manufacturing, the joint venture, when you get a, a Pfizer injection now, whether it's a booster, whatever it is, right, whether they're pretending it's just like the flu shot, which is their new rollout, you're getting an injection that was formulated developed, manufactured, distributed by our existential adversary. And I also found that you can um, manipulate the lethality through through temperature and dosage. For instance, the Moderna dose, which is 100 micrograms, is more than three times more lethal than the 30 microgram Pfizer dose. And this 100 microgram level was so lethal that Pfizer's internal documents drop it because of its reactogenicity. But no one told my mom, you know, no one told all the people who took the Moderna shot and then were told to take the booster that the level was too high to be safe. Um, so, it, you know, lipid nanoparticles solidify at room temperature and body temperature. They're designed to do that. They're industrial fats. So you've got these injections that, you know, there was a big deal made that they have to be at super sub-freezing temperatures. That's how they stay liquid. But then, oh, I guess that's not needed anymore. Oh, you can leave them out for two hours. Oh, you know, you don't have to worry so much about, uh, you know, you can leave the vial open. So you're you're tampering with the the safety and the liquidity of the injection. Um, and so that's super scary. And then you, you add these elements up, you know, and you realize that every time there's a billion dollar check of our taxpayer money going from the, you know, the White House, which, which is so wholly owned by China, as Hunter Biden's laptop continues to reveal, that it's really going straight to the Chinese Communist Party, right, via Fosun Pharmaceutical, um, you, you see this complete circle in which we and our bodies are being trafficked, essentially, um, or slowly, slowly murdered and degraded and, and made less fertile. Um, for the benefit of our existential adversary. And this, these are people, these are not nice people, the Chinese Communist Party. I'm not talking about Chinese people, obviously. The Chinese Communist Party 
you know, harvests their own people's organs. Right, and they that's right, force that's right. To have abortions. So what I'm what I'm saying is true, unfortunately. And it reminds me of um, Unrestricted Warfare, a book we started talking about here well over a decade ago, 15 years ago. Un- it came out in 1999, as you well know, Unrestricted Warfare, written by two communist Chinese um, officials, two two lieutenants in yeah. in the People's Liberation Army. And, of course, it's a thick document. It's online. People can read it, the doubtest. But they talk about using some kind of bioweapon to do this in America <clears throat> and to limit America. Then we had a speech by a Chinese general that has been republished uh, by Epoch Times, Newsmax, many others believe it to be a legitimate speech. Things that were said in the speech, in the speech seem to validate its authenticity. Um, and that general said that they were going to use a bioweapon to clean up America. I mean, this is several years ago, like 2005 or something. Use that bioweapon to clean up America, kill off two-thirds of Americans. Two-thirds. I mean, I was reporting on this quote long before COVID, you know, and people were like, eh. and then, of course, now it has real context, right? So the bioweapon or this, uh, this bioweapon that, that he bragged about would kill off two-thirds of Americans, and the one-third that was kept around would be servants of the superior race of the CCP as they occupied America, kind of a Red Dawn scenario. And yet this is also consistent with what former uh, KGB officers uh, that wrote books like New Lies from Old, Galutzin and others, wrote before the fall of the Berlin Wall, predicting so many things that they said were going to happen. And people were like, oh, that's crazy talk. Berlin will fall happens and these things start unfolding to the degree of like almost 90 percent of what he's predicted before the fall of the berlin wall has now come true and of course one of them is again that is from many former kgb officers some of them that i've interviewed many of them now won't talk to anybody they're scared to death um they talk about uh china occupying the lower 48 russia taking uh alaska you know this whole red dawn scenario you and i are probably pretty close to the same age growing up under that movie from the mid 80s red dawn that th- this was really str- this was really real warfare doctrine of of our adversaries from Latin America, South America, coordinating with Cuba, Soviet Union, China, whatever. I mean, we're 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 living almost a um, Tom Clancy movie. Uh, unfortunately, you're right. I mean, the people you're naming, you know, have been really influential on my putting the pieces together this way. And, I, you know, I've really got to credit my husband, who, again, spent 11 years in military intelligence, Brian O'Shea, a, a, an investigator, because early on he said, this is China. You're going to see that this is China. They created the the virus. They cre- they're going to create the vaccine. Um, this is a bioweapon. I'm like, honey, I love you. That's crazy. <laughs> and then he showed me, right, all the documents that you're describing, and especially General Spalding's work has been very impactful. And people, this is a well-established doctrine, unrestricted warfare. We in America think, you know, war is going to come through um, an invasion, uh, like Nazi invasion, you know, landing on our on our soil with people with guns. But no, you know, China has a long tradition, which I hadn't known, of unrestricted warfare in which you pretend to be weak, but you actually slowly, slowly, slowly encircle the enemy. And look what's happening. Our food supplies are being tampered with or restricted. Our energy grid is being transferred to electric. I'm very pro, you know, the planet, but electrical grid means it's in the hands of China. It can be switched off. You know, cyber attacks are becoming more frequent. They're trying to take away people's guns. Um, they're trying to, you know, define men as obsolete, right? Um, and all of this is to 
weaken and, and then the physical weakening of the American people through these injections and injections and injections. Again, I can't stress this enough. The lipid nanoparticles don't leave the body. We haven't seen any mechanism by which they leave the body. So you're going to get sicker and sicker. And there's a study out of Hong Kong, again, Chinese Communist Party in 2021, showing that the first injection is damaging to rats, but the second is catastrophic and, and enlarges the heart, creates white patches on the heart, multi-organ system failure, multi-organ system failure. And to me, that just looks like a demonstration of how to kill a population slowly. So I think we have to wake up. I think we can save ourselves, but not... Not if we keep imagining that war has to be fought against the American people for us to recognize it as war the way it's always been fought. You know, there there so is a war between, it's happening all around us. Difference between kinetic bombs and bullets versus the new way of warfare, and you described a lot of them. I mean, obviously, bioweapons, EMP, electromagnetic pulse, cyber hacking, hacking your infrastructure. I mean, these are the new way. You know, as my friend, Dr. Peter Vincent Pry, who sadly passed away in August, said at this very desk as we produced his uh, TV show, uh, he said, you know, this is the new way of warfare, bioweapons, EMP, cyber attacks. And if they don't work, then they can let the missiles fly. But that's not their first choice. This is their first choice. This is what they're, Absolutely. this is how they choose, would choose to do this. I mean, we could talk for hours, but I want to ask, because there's a title in this report, and by the way, you can get the, folks, you can get this book. In fact, to make it really easy for you, you can go to dailyclout.io, dailyclout, D-A-I-L-Y-C-L-O-U-T, for those listening by radio, because now we actually have a station in Montana that is live, that live carries our Lindell TV feed. So to those listening on that station in Montana, I wanted to spell that daily clout, D-A-I-L-Y-C-L-O-U-T dot I-O. Um, and you can get the book right there, one of Amazon's bestsellers, the Pfizer Documents Analysis Reports. But we could talk for hours. Here I have a copy of it, the PDF. It's 700 pages, by the way, folks. I want to get to this first report, one, report one. What happened to Pfizer's missing patients? Where are they? Right. Yeah. I mean, Brandon, this is... By the way, everyone, don't be daunted. It seems like, you know, 700 pages is a lot, especially written by scientists and physicians. But we worked really hard at Daily Cloud to translate all of these reports into language that everyone, I'm an English major, you know, I, you know, even I can understand it. Um, and so it's very, very accessible and I think very gripping um, reading. Um, so this is the kind of thing you see throughout the Pfizer documents reports. The science was always fake, like it was always fake science. If, you know, if Pfizer didn't like what was happening to some of the patients they were following, they just lost their records. You know, they would just drop them if they were worried that the numbers wouldn't come out right in terms of infections being cured versus not cured. They would unblind the uh, the experiment, which is completely unlawful and not science so that people knew which part you know, was the control and which part was the experiment. That's not science. Um, there's one of the most chilling reports, Brandon, is there's one where 270 women got pregnant, even though Pfizer said, don't get pregnant. They excluded pregnant women and they told men who were vaccinated. I'm sorry, everyone, I have to tell you this. They told men who were vaccinated not to have intercourse with unvaccinated women because Pfizer defines exposure to the vaccine as skin contact, inhalation, 
and sexual intercourse, especially at the time of conception. So they knew something got transmitted or, or you know, that exposure took place um, during intercourse from a vaccinated man, at wow. least. That's what I well, know. I'm so sorry. No, no, you're fine. This is, I mean, we're adults and this is your, this is yeah. not gratuitous. This is biology. Um, so if you, if you're talking about intercourse, what about something less than that? What about kissing someone, hugging someone, um, skin to skin contact, uh, an adult who gets vaccinated and is having skin to skin contact with their child or their grandchild sitting on their lap or hugging their, you know, putting their little face up next to their face. Um, a friend of mine was not vaccinated. A relative of mine was not vaccinated. He went to a funeral surrounded by family members that were, they were hugging on him because it was his father that passed away. So all these people and guests and family members that he knew were vaccinated, hugging on him the whole day, two days actually, between visitation and the funeral. And within a few weeks, guess what? You know, he's he, he can't walk. He can't feel his feet. I mean, it starts traveling up his body. He has to go and stay several days in the hospital, get all kinds of steroids. And he, only thing we could come up with, somebody, they were shedding on him. I mean, does that sound reasonable with what you're reading in these reports? Um, unfortunately, yes. Uh, God, this is so horrible. Just to, 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 to tell people what they need to know about the pregnant women, just to, to like finish that part of it so that you know how badly Pfizer did the science. And then I promise to answer that question. Um, when, uh, 234 women got pregnant, they lost their records. And of the 36 women whose records are complete, over 80% of them lost the babies. Oh. So the, the, the harms to babies, spontaneous abortion, miscarriage are out of control. And Dr. Jim Thorpe of Fetal Maternal Medicine Oh, yes, Specialist, we interview him all the time, all the time. One of our favorites. He's wonderful. He's wonderful. Well, it's his view and, and that of Dr. Chandler as well that a lot of the horrible, horrible menstrual issues that women are experiencing, some of them are miscarriages that they're not aware of. So leaving that aside, because that's just one horrible side of the story, you rightly asked about shedding. So um, it's it's more than anecdotal. I mean, people who are unvaccinated very, very commonly feel ill now after flying in an enclosed space with a lot of vaccinated people being in a, you know, sleeping in hotel rooms where, you know, vaccinated people have 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 been like being in close quarters. And you you wouldn't know the mechanism through the media, but unfortunately we do know the mechanism from the Pfizer documents and the ebook explains it. There's a report on shedding actually in the ebook. Um, so again, Pfizer defined uh, exposure to the vaccine as inhalation, skin contact and sexual intercourse. Mm. So that means when someone is, um, it explains so much, you know, so many women said, I'm not vaccinated, but I work next to a vaccinated woman and, you know, my menstrual cycle is affected or I'm getting migraines or, you know, ill in, in various ways. Well, that, you know, if there's not good ventilation, she's taking in inhaling, um, inhaling through shared breathing, which is, you know, how you transmit respiratory disease. I mean, it's it's natural that you're going to be absorbing. Someone. Mm -hmm. This also shows something we reported on. <clears throat> probably 18 months ago, maybe two years ago, but certainly 18 months to two years ago, we reported on the desire for a uh, vaccine that would be spread like a communicable disease. 
And people were doubting, you know, that's sci-fi. I actually took them to the website. I can't remember if it was Johns Hopkins or who it was, but I took them to the website and showed them, no, this is reality. They want a vaccine that is spread, so-called vaccine, that is spread through contact and just through interacting like we're talking now. So the reality is those of us that have gone to extra length not to be vaxxed or boosted, we not only have to, we have to worry about what they're going to roll out next, now they're wanting to put the mRNA into livestock, we're reading, which means, again, those of us that have tried to avoid all this, I mean, this is going to become either a booming business for the, for the people that want to create and offer up, you know, truly organic mRNA-free vaccine cattle, or the government, of course, is going to crush those people like they try to crush the uh, Amish that want, you know, to, you know, have their products, and nat- all natural products and milk and whatnot. Um, I guess my question in part is this too, though. We know the White House is captured. I agree with you. Uh, The Hunter Biden laptop seems to reveal that. These drug companies, why are they doing this? Are they too captured by Chinese money? Well, in Pfizer's case, Pfizer is a Chinese company. I mean, it's a Chinese German company. We were told it was a cute little German company, but that's really not true. If you look at the MOU that I described earlier. Um, These are not American companies, they're global companies. And, you know, in the case of at least Pfizer, it is captured by, by the Chinese Communist Party, there's no way around it. Um, But why are they doing it? I mean, the last couple of days have been pretty incredible, right? Because you had the Pfizer uh, interview busted open by Project Veritas, the uh, Jordan Walker, the um, Pfizer executive who was caught on camera, unbeknownst to him, saying basically, well, we do kind of do gain of function. We do uh, try to make viruses more virulent so that we can get ahead of future variants. Um, an incredibly dangerous and irresponsible thing, an illegal thing to be doing, which is gain of function. And Pfizer subsequently last Friday released a, a s- statement related to that in which they basically admitted that they were in fact do you know making viruses more virulent and basically admitted that they were doing gain of function they even used that phrase in the statement and they talked about their collaborators but they didn't name them and this very much upset me because they could be talking about china right they could be talking about you know the the pla i mean those are health authorities those are collaborators so these people are not, um, how can I put it? The way I said it earlier today on another show is that pharma companies, especially these ones that made the mRNA vaccines, are now kind of the channel for tyranny globally, right? And it doesn't mean that tyranny won't take another form in the future, like you talked about um, electromagnetic fields and you talked about energy grids. All of those can be used for tyranny. But right now, Um, You know, and you're absolutely right to worry about they want the nasal inhalation of the vaccine and they want the mosquitoes that have been infected with the vaccine. And if you do that, you can do that with, you know, mood altering um, substances or substances to make people more compliant. Um, One of the chilling things that one of our reports found about lipid nanoparticles is that they inflame the brain. Right. And one of my essays and a report from Dr. Uh, Chris Flowers confirms that these changes that people have seen in their loved ones who've been vaccinated, mood changes, irritability, but especially a kind of compliance and in, inflexibility of thought, um, 
he explained that that could be caused by brain inflammation with the lipid nanoparticles going into the brain. And it's the same effect he pointed out as lobotomies, you know, more, more mild. But I guess where I'm going is, I don't mean to freak people out completely, but we are in a world in which some globalists and their henchmen and women have, you know, want to harm us into compliance, basically, and harm us into a world order that we haven't seen before in which the democracies are crippled. And, you know, in this case, communists, but really doesn't matter, totalitarian entities just want to extend their reach. Why would they not? If you're China, if you're the World Economic Forum, the World Health Organization, you know, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, who are deeply invested in vaccines, you know, Google, big tech is aligned with this, right? You know, Google is 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 silencing uh, articles that criticize um, any of this. And, and, and Google's invested in the vaccines. I mean, it's incredible, the money trail that I, I I traced with the bodies of others. And the American but, Medical Association, or the American Psychiatric Association and others running right. reports and articles that if you didn't want to mask up, <clears throat> you were mentally unstable. You had some kind of exactly. narcissistic tendency. If you don't want the vaccine, you're some ca- somehow some kind of mentally unstable individual. You know, let me show this screenshot real quick. I'm sure you're familiar this, with this, Naomi, before we let you go. And thank you again for doing this interview with a broken shoulder. I can only imagine the pain. Um, this is from the Defender, Children's Health Defense. They have a new documentary. I played the trailer last night on TV. Uh, and this is, of course, from a woman that survived the Holocaust. Holocaust survivor Vera Sharav premieres Never Again is now global. And she's saying that the way they used the health, you know, Dr. Mindela and others, and the research that they were doing on uh, concentration camp victims. Uh, of course, I, I, I've shown articles showing that the Rockefeller uh, Fellers were involved with some of those camps over there. We had <clears throat> IBM, according to Edwin Black's book, IBM and the Holocaust. Uh, we have BASF. We have Bayer. I mean, we have a lot of companies that are still around today uh, that were involved in this, uh, according to numerous reports and, and books. Um, but she says, look, health was one of the ways they were doing this, uh, uh, you know, er- eradicating people that were called useless eaters or whatever they wanted to define them as a poison, not of blood and soil, if you will. Um, and, you know, I remember, of course, as a young child, seeing the video black and white footage of so-called doctors with white lab coats measuring the noses and ears of the Jews. I mean, this was all done under the guise of health, right? To save us from the people that were poisonous and spreading disease genetically, right? I mean, and she's saying, look, how is this any different? And what are they using? Health, health. Right. Can you speak to that? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I, I am the granddaughter of a woman who lost nine brothers and sisters in the Holocaust. So, you know, you're 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 right to invoke that. And that's a really important movie and people should see it. But Vera Sharov, who, you know, as you mentioned, is herself a Holocaust survivor, is absolutely right. And um, and I've also been warning about this for many, many months. This is the same playbook. Um, if you read a book called Racial Hygiene, or a book called The Nazi Doctors, which is better known by Robert Lifton, you'll see that right now they're just recycling a script that the Nazis perfected. It was the equivalent of the AMA, which Brandon, you rightly single out. You know, the Nazis, before they were even formally in power in 1933, they um, kind of infiltrated and bribed and intimidated the equivalent of the AMA and the equivalent of the American Psychiatric Association and the equivalent of 
all of these professional organizations that were very respectable for, for physicians um, to be the ideological lead um, to introduce the notion that some people were life worthy of life and some were people who were life unworthy of life or useless eaters. And they were the ones who in the guise, under the guise of public health and, you know, keeping the the, the people, you know, clean and pure, the same rhetoric we heard in 2021, um, rounded up impaired or, you know, mentally uh, uh, challenged teenagers and, and basically took them away and, and did away with them long before there were formal concentration camps. And they laid the groundwork ideologically for everything that followed. But it, it's absolutely the same playbook. And when you look at these Pfizer reports, you'll see, and if you're familiar with Mengele's experiments or other experiments by the Nazi doctors, you'll see that it's it's an absolutely similar kind of um, unbelievable heartlessness, like unbelievable heartlessness. Like there's this one section where the notes record that they injected a woman and she kind of ha had a spontaneous abortion. And that's literally the last you hear of her you don't know what happened to her um but they just don't stop they keep injecting women and they keep recording spontaneous abortions you know that is mengala level experimentation yeah, on human taking beings. the scalps of babies and putting them on rats to see if you can grow hair i mean come on this is this is stuff beyond i mean uh, okay so here's where i'm going to read the book and I want to have you back because there's so much more here. And I don't want people to think that the book is just the sum total of our interview because it's so much more expansive than that. So I would like to get print the book out now that I have the PDF, read it, mark it up and have you back if that's acceptable. I'd love that, Brandon. Thank you so much. Let and me ask you in closing before you have a closing statement. Yeah. Are any of these people going to come to justice? I mean, you're kind of the uh, William Wilberforce uh, of this generation on this issue, right? I mean, sanctity of life as far as uh, this issue goes and, and fighting this, 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 this scourge here. I mean, I'm trying to think of historical figures that perhaps you and others will be remembered along with for what we're fighting in this generation. Um, do you think these folks that did this will see a day of reckoning? Will our government of the people, by the people, for the people gain enough ground to struggle this government away from, uh, and I would say all parties, Republican, Democrat, yeah. independents, they're all involved. Their hands are all dirty. Um, will we, the people, be able to wrestle enough uh, power from our state and federal governments through our elections so we can have attorney generals and grand juries and a Nuremberg 2.0? Will we see people held to account and dealt with according to the law for what is clearly they knew would be mass murder, right? Yeah, they knew. I mean, there's no way to avoid it. Once you've read this book, they knew that it was mass murder. Uh, Brandon, I mean, that has to happen, right? For us to be the country that our founders created, there has to be accountability and a reckoning under the rule of law. But I know with your audience, I can I can say this freely. I don't think that judges and elections alone, and you're right to say it's not a partisan issue, um, it's a corruption issue, but yeah. I don't think that alone is going to get us justice. I, in addition to all of the material analysis we need, all of the political analysis and all of the political and judicial and criminal accountability we need, honestly, I will just say this, I've never seen anything like this in, in, in all of my 35 years of studying history 
ed politics. I've never seen anything like what's happened on this planet um, around these these matters. And I've come to believe that this is actually a spiritual warfare as well as a material and a political level of warfare. And we're not going to get out of it unless we realize that too. That's my 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 humble personal belief. I'm not trying to. Well, I agree with you. Ice. I agree with you. I absolutely agree with you. I want to show the screenshot one more time. Dailyclout.io. Dailyclout.io. There it is. Please help the Daily Clout War Room volunteers blow the bigger, blow the biggest story of our lifetime wide open. Click on it. There it is. It's among the Amazon bestsellers. I have it now. I'm going to print it out as a PDF. I'm going to mark it up. I'm going to have her back. Folks, this is far worse. And I did just see, by the way, the, the title or the chapter. I did just see the chapter here on uh, shedding. Uh, yeah, here it is. Report 18, vaccine shedding. Can this be real after all? Well, you can hear it is. And look, there's so much more to this book. Okay. Look at all these reports by these folks that have taken the time led by people like Naomi Wolf here who to put this get together. Again, something that they wanted hidden for 75 years, and now you know why. Naomi, thank you for being with us. I uh, will pray for a speedy recovery for you. I broke my back in 99. That was painful. I can only imagine breaking your collarbone has to be equally or greater in pain. So thank you for being such a trooper and coming on with a broken collarbone tonight. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank you, Brandon, for having me on. Thank you, everyone. Take thank care. Thank you. Naomi, Naomi Wolf, checking in. Check out her website, folks. Daily clout.io very very important and i will print it out i will mark it up and i will get her back because we just scratched the surface